Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, I'm going to, if you allow me to use these, this phrase, make it happen, cat. Have you ever heard somebody saying, I pull myself by my own bootstraps. I've, I've done all of this myself. What they're saying is, I am in charge. In today's scripture, I'm going to challenge you right now as we go through today's scripture. But before we get started, let's, why don't we invite God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit to guide us through our lesson. Father, we know that you're in charge and that there is nothing that you don't see and nothing that you cannot do. Holy Spirit, will you show us and provide us the words of Jesus so that we can know how to live our lives by his word in alignment with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today's scripture, I'm going to jump right in into it because in the scripture, Sometimes we try to attempt to be in charge things, in charge of things. And in us, we try to put ourselves in situations and then we want God to get us out of it. In other words, we're not asking him before we get into it. We're trying to direct him instead of him directing us. And in today's scripture, I want to show you something. In Matthew chapter 26, we're going to go there. The first scripture is Matthew chapter 26 and in verse 47. It says that as Jesus was still speaking, Judas one of the 12 disciples came up accompanied by a, by a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given the sign saying, whosoever I kiss, he is the one sees him. And immediate Judas went to, to Jesus, greeting him, Rabbi, and he kissed him as a deliberate act of betrayal. Jesus said to Judah's friend, do what you came here for. Then they came to seize him and to arrest him. And one of those who were with Jesus reached out and drew his sword and struck him the high priest slave and cut his ear off. Here's the first point. God doesn't need me to defend him. God doesn't need me to kill someone or to defend his name. God doesn't need me to curse someone out on his behalf. You know how we sometimes are when somebody do do something wrong. I, I know I've been there and I've done that. God bless you. 
meaning that in the in the inside, I'm saying, God bless you, but because they're not doing what I wanted them to do, I'm really wanting to curse them. Mm, it's getting too real for us sometimes, right? Well, let me say it like this, and let me show you something. When Jesus said in verse 52, he said, put away your swords, put them back in its place for those who habitually draw the sword will die by the sword. He said, do you think I cannot appeal to my father and he will immediately provide me more than 12 legions of angels? But then he goes on and he said, how then will the scriptures not be fulfilled? It must happen this way. In other words, in order for us to understand things from God's perspective. How do we do that? Well, I'm gonna take you through this week's memory verse, and it's actually a memory verse that I said that we were gonna to have to memorize. So if you memorize it, you should already know it, but if not, here's what I need you to look at it in a different light. It's a familiar scripture, and it goes in Romans, chapter 12 and verse 1 through 2 and Jesus says uh, I mean and Paul says it like this he says do not be conformed to this world he said any longer and it's superficial, superficial values and custom but be transformed progressively change as you mature spiritually by renewing your mind, focusing on godly ad attitudes so that you may prove to do and know what God's will is, his perfect, acceptable will. In other words, I'm going to say it like this. He says, I don't want you to be and act like everyone else. I want you to be transformed. And, and apply the scripture and know how to apply the scripture and know what God wants you to do in every single situation. In order for us to understand how and what God wants us to do in the situation, it takes us by spending time in his word. And that's what this scripture means, a daily renewing, a, a, a daily taking the times, five or 10 minutes of, out of the day, to understand, Lord, what is it that you want me to do and to say in the circumstances? As we see in the first scripture, in, in Matthew 26, Jesus was saying, hey guys, you think if this is wasn't according to God's will and God's plan, that I couldn't call upon my father and he do something? But I need us to understand as we go through today's scripture, we must allow God, God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit to allow things to happen according to his plan. So when we say, make it happen, Captain, we must understand that God the Father is the captain of my day, captain of my situation. You see, there is not when things are happening in our life that's unexpected to us, 
they're not unexpected to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're not sending a text to each other saying, OMG, oh my goodness, what are we going to do now? Remember, God is all-knowing, meaning that he's the one that's leading. So if he's leading, Jesus don't need my help. I need Christ's help. And that's the reason why the scriptures records him saying, hey, if you live this way, if you live with the guns and the knives by trying to defend yourselves and by trying to defend my name, then you're in the process and you're doing the wrong thing. Despite what you see and what you're trying to make happen, if you learn to lean and to renew your minds, you're going to see my perfect will and my purpose in making things happen the way they are. Jesus had a different way of seeing things. As you can see, in even in Matthew, in that same chapter, in Matthew chapter 26, how the way that he handled the situation, even after being seized, the, the, it says, and um, he said that the, um, they went to throw him in, in prison. And he said, if the high priest in verse 62 stood up and said to Jesus, have you no answer to give what they're saying and they're testifying against you? But listen at what Jesus did. Jesus kept silent and the high priest said, I called on you to swear a binding oath by the living God that you tell us whatever you are. You are the son of Christ, the son of God. Here it is. God, the father, his son is getting ready to die on our behalf. And he didn't have to defend that accusation about himself because he was confident that God, the father, was the captain and that he was the king of kings and he came to do God's will on the earth. So he didn't have to make something happen. He was already settled on God. It was God making things happen. Really, can anyone make something happen on their own? If that's the case, can you make yourself get up? If so, do me a favor. The last time that I checked, can a dead person make somebody um, make themselves rise up? Can you you even give yourself give yourself peace? Can you even stop worrying? Can you clarify yourself's direction and purpose? Only God the Father is the ultimate captain that can make it happen. God is the only one to clarify our situations and what we can do. Sometimes we do too much explaining and not enough allowing the Holy Spirit to help us to know. Because God knows the end and the beginning of our life. Let me give you an example. He even showed us in the scriptures through Peter and John 18. He said, 
to Peter in, in John 18 and 18. He said it like this. He said, Simon Peter, um, he said, he said it like this. He said, now the servants and the officers had in John 18 and 18, He explained to Peter that one day that he himself would be the person that um, be led around. Peter was given a glimpse of what his life would be like at the end of his life. And even when he appeared, He said, um, excuse me, in John um, 21 and 18, he said, in later of your life, he told Peter, I assuredly and most solemnly say to you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself, walked wherever you wish. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hand and arms and someone else will dress you and carry you and where you do not wish to go. In other words, he was telling Peter the way that he would glorify him. You see, sometimes when it's us focusing on ourselves and us being in charge, we forget and we mistakenly think that it's us that's doing the work instead of putting our trust into Christ and the Holy Spirit. If that's the case, you know, the writer of Proverbs 3 and 5 says to trust in the Lord with all our heart and to lean not on our own understanding in all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct our, our path. But in Matthew 11 and 25, Jesus said to us, he said to come to Jesus so that he can open our eyes spiritually to the way he thinks. And if we do that, then things, all the burdens in life will be lifted. In other words, if I'm tired of being the captain of my life, and if you're tired and tired of pulling up your own bootstraps, because we're, because the reality of it is we get tired. If it's you and you, you moving, doing all the moving, you're going to get tired. But what Jesus says that if you take on my perspective and allow me to be captain of your day, captain of your life, then he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is going to be light for you. So we don't have any excuses. Make it happen. Captain is allowing Jesus to be Lord and the captain of our life. Have a wonderful day. Father, I thank you for the people that you allow to hear this word. May they be encouraged. May they apply this word in Jesus' name. Amen.